Thanks for joining us for another edition of To The Point, a Bucati Company's podcast to deliver valuable insights into topics that affect HR professionals and business owners. I'm Mary Amundsen, Managing Director of Bucati Companies, and today I'm joined by colleagues Jeff Wallstrom, Benefits Consultant at Bucati, Lene Solberg, Client Service Manager, and Patty Duran, Account Manager. In today's podcast, we're going to provide suggestions on how to ensure a smooth, open enrollment. I mean, really, whether it's a business that has 15 employees or 1,500, open enrollment can be challenging. So, Jeff, you've been in a benefits consulting role for, what, probably over 10 years now, right? Uh, it's been about 16 years, 16, actually. 16, all so, right. Well, 16, uh, I'll get that right on the next one. Thank you. So, close <laughs> to 16 years. Um, you see that open enrollment process from start to finish. Uh, how far in advance of a client's open enrollment are you working just to ensure your clients have information they need to make the right benefit selection? I feel ideally 120 days out is when you start that conversation. 90 days is when you start to really get serious about discussing it. However, carriers don't have their actual renewal numbers to you, depending on the carrier from 60 to 90 days out. So I, ideally, you start to firm things up about 60 days out from your renewal. However, you want to start working on it as early as possible to make it go smoothly. So if you don't have data from the carrier, then what is it that you're doing in those 30 or 60, 90 days prior to renewal release uh, a release of the renewal information? Well, first and foremost, we're trying to establish goals on where you want to be for your plan year when it comes to plan designs, expectations when it comes to renewal rates, and just different ideas on how you can control your costs for the plan year. All right, so what kind of, in your mind, presents some of the greatest challenges when you are trying to get that renewal information? Well, from, from my perspective, it's really just getting those renewals on a timely basis and trying to get out in front of clients as soon as possible. With as many clients as we have, it is difficult to be in the same place at the same time with all of our clients, so scheduling becomes the biggest hurdle that we have to overcome. However, once we get that, we like to keep things moving pretty pretty quickly and we're out of the office quite a bit. So you've done a lot of renewals over 16 years. Is every renewal process the same or does it vary depending upon the group? Absolutely not. Uh, it does vary. Uh, communication with your clients is essential. Uh, again, you need to establish those goals. You need to get to know your clients, the client's employees, what they're looking for, what their needs are. And we've got some clients that will look to renew uh, with the same plan. Cost isn't as big of a issue as it is with some clients. And some clients you establish that uh, that's really a um, sticking point. So you start marketing that process early. So that 120 days out is really where you start having those conversations because every client is different. All right, so Patty, I mean, you see the enrollment or the open enrollment process from a diff different perspective. Um, you shore up the marketing side um, of the plan renewal process. What is that involved? And how do you think that actually impacts whether or not an open enrollment can be smooth or not? Well, as Jeff said, a lot of that depends on when you get your renewal. But prior to that, um, an important step is getting the current census information. Um, it would mean the employee and in most cases, dependent information. Also getting COBRA participant information and making sure you also include all eligible employees, including newly hired people who would be uh, eligible as of the effective date of your plan. 
that's really important. Secondly, getting the renewal as quickly as possible from the carrier so that way you can send it out to bid to other competitive carriers. So how are you getting that census information? Is that something that, that you have on file or is that where you're having to go back to the employer? In a lot of cases, we're able to get it from different sources that we have. In most cases, we have uh, access to current participant information from the incumbent carrier. Um, for those that are not enrolled, normally we have other lines of coverage that we can go and draw out those participants. Um, so uh, we only go to the uh, group as needed, which is hopefully uh, less frequently than you would expect. All right, so that's kind of, you're doing a lot of work behind the scenes that the client isn't even aware of right. to make sure that right out of the gate you've got good data, which is needed with the incumbent and carrier as well as if you're looking to get secure bids from another and carrier. Right. All right, so um, how closely are you then working with those clients? So it sounds like you said 60 to 90 days. Is that always possible? Uh, yes, it is possible. The last piece for most of what we're doing is getting the actual renewal so we can make a submission to other carriers. And in that renewal, what what are you getting? Are you getting options from the incumbent carrier and then as well as here's the plan you're on and what that rate's going to look like? Right. The other carriers want to see that so that way they can know if they're competitive in their bidding. So I, I might kind of ask you both to chime in on this question. Um, I, I know we've heard, hey, some people stay with the carrier that you're with. If you get a certain percentage renewal, that's, that's I'll say, palatable to the client. But what's your philosophy on getting competitive bids? Patty, what do you, what do you, how do you work it? Um, our goal is mainly to keep the group with the incumbent carrier, but we can use and leverage some of the competitive data to negotiate better pricing. Okay, so you're securing rates from other carriers not for the purpose of moving, but for the purpose of getting the most competitive bid with the incumbent. Right. So Jeff, why is it better to stay with an incumbent if you know all things being equal? Well, lack of disruption is probably the biggest thing. Anytime you make a plan change or a carrier change, there's going to be at least uh, a few people that are going to have to switch doctors. Everybody's going to get a new ID card. Ideally, all things the same you definitely want to stay with an incumbent carrier unless you're very dissatisfied with that carrier. Therefore, with what Patty had mentioned earlier, needing those current and renewal rates to go out to market, sometimes it's more effective to see if you can establish that goal and expectation on what that rate needs to be for the client to renew. Once you get to that point, you get an idea on where you need to be and where you need to negotiate with that specific carrier. All right, so negotiation. Is that, what, is that what you're good at, Jeff? I'd like to think so. All right. So, Lene, you've been sitting here quietly. You're a client service manager, so you're not really working with clients on the front end, but you are probably very um, much impacted by what happens on the front end um, after, enrollment, after an open enrollment. How does that work for you? Um, that is correct. I'm more after the sale um, type of services where um, it a lot depends on um, the renewal process and when that's all completed, then it's uh, my job to make sure that that information all gets updated in our systems so when our clients and group members call in that we have that accurate information to effectively answer their questions. So what kind of questions 
are people asking kind of shortly after open enrollment? Oh, some people, if they've made a plan change, may inquire, you know, what their deductible is or how their out-of-pocket maximum works or maybe, you know, do I need a referral to see a specialist? You know, some of those simple things that we uh, sometimes take for granted but um, are always out there lingering. So the focus of this podcast is really how to ensure kind of a hassle-free open enrollment. So, Lene, from your perspective, what groundwork needs to be in place to avoid these open enrollment headaches? I think uh, preparing as much as possible and our agents do a great job along with their new business associates to make sure that that process runs smoothly from start to finish. Um, Patience is the key. Um, As we all know, fourth quarter and first quarter can be a little bit crazy. So the more we can uh, be ahead of the game, the better we are. All right, Jeff, so what do you think is a key ingredient to guarantee that smooth sailing during what we know is a very hectic time? Well, really, in my opinion, <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion, it's scheduling your, your meetings, your open enrollment meetings, and I know I've used the word expectations a lot, but we really want to get out in front of our clients' employees so we can make that transition if there is a plan change or just that transition of going through the open enrollment Therefore, that experience for the employees is smooth and seamless, and they're satisfied. All right, so I'm hearing preparation. I'm hearing good communication. Have we missed anything? I feel like we covered everything pretty thoroughly. All right. Well, I want to thank you all for joining me today. Uh, Given we're busily preparing for December and January open enrollments, I do think this is kind of a timely topic for a lot of internal benefit managers. And I'd like to thank all of you who are listening today to The Point Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Bucati Services, please visit our website at www.bucati.com where you can check out our growing podcast library.